Hello, and thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. When I was young, I remember when watching TV, you'd be right in the middle of a program, and all of a sudden, without any kind of warning whatsoever, the emergency broadcast system would come and come on and, and announce that this is just a test. And then you'd hear this loud, annoying noise for 30 to 60 seconds. Uh, to this day, I still don't know what that was all about or why they had to do that. But what I do know is that I hated those tests. <laughs> I really did. Because they always happened at the worst of times during a program. And since there was never any advance warning that they were coming on, well, you couldn't do anything to prepare for it. You couldn't do anything to avoid it. The station just broke in and did the test. And, you know, I've discovered that life is a lot like that. Tests can come into our lives without any warning whatsoever. And, well, you're never prepared for them. There's nothing to warn you that the doctor is coming back with a bad report or that your company is downsizing. Life's setbacks just show up at the most inopportune times. A number of years ago, I found a lump on the back of my neck. I went to the doctor to get it checked out, and it turned out that I had follicular lymphoma. There was no warning. I didn't have any kind of indications. I never felt sick. But the test results came out of nowhere. Now, it turns out it's not life-threatening. But I didn't know that at the time, and I'd admit that it caused some concern for my wife and I. Over the years, we've had a lot of this is a test announcements in our lives. And throughout the scriptures, we see that trials are an inevitable reality in life. We read imperatives like in James chapter one and verse two, where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, I want you to notice that James did not say if you consider trials, but when you encounter trials. Trials are inescapable. And so what are these trials? Well, they're difficulties. They're difficulties that we inevitably run into as a part of life, not necessarily the problems that we create for ourselves. Trials we create for ourselves are either just, well, dumb choices that we didn't think through very carefully. Like when we had our third baby, we were driving a sedan and I thought that I should move to a van. And the van I chose wasn't a very good model and ended up having problems that I couldn't afford to fix. You see, I created a trial for myself by making a poor choice. And then other trials can be caused by choosing to disobey God's word, and that's called sin. And so if you're going through a tough time right now, well, try to determine the cause. Is it from a bad choice or because you're sinning? Well, you can make things a lot better for yourself simply by confessing your sin to God and asking him for the power to stop sinning. And sometimes we just have to live with the consequences of making poor choices like I did with my van. 
But other trials are a test from God with the design of it being to make us more like Jesus. But however you add it up, we can always learn from all the various trials that come into our life. And they're all a result of living in an imperfect world. Furthermore, trials come in a variety of shapes and colors and sizes. Some trials we go through without eh, very much problem, you know, with relative ease, like a cold that causes an inconvenience. And other times, trials can last a lifetime, like, well, my lymphoma. I'll never be cured from lymphoma. And even though it isn't causing me any physical problems or concerns right now, it's always in the background, making me wonder if it could ever get more serious. And I have to go to the doctor for regular checkups to monitor it. So what should we do with these trials that come into our lives that we cannot avoid? Well, the Bible gives us three instructions on how to respond. Number one, recognize the joy. In other words, instead of getting mad when trials come, get glad because if it's not a result of your own doing, then you know that God is up to something good in your life. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, God is working to produce something good in your life. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hide the pain of the trial or pretend like the pain feels good. In fact, the Bible doesn't ever say that we should feel joyful, but rather to consider it pure joy. None of us feel joyful when something that we didn't want comes into our lives and interrupts our lives, but we can take the position of joy by the way we respond to the trial. Number two, ask for wisdom from God. Number one, take the position of joy. Number two, ask for wisdom from God. Now, James instructs us to ask God for help during our trials. And when we do that, he'll freely and generously give us wisdom. Verse five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. In other words, he gives the wisdom necessary to know how to navigate successfully through the trial until you've reached its intended goal. You see, God doesn't send a trial and then just leave us to flounder in the storm, but he gives the trial so that we can learn. And then when we call out to him, he's always there to be with us and to guide us through the storm. Number three, give God praise in the trial. So take the position of joy, ask for wisdom, and then give God praise in the trial. James says in verses 9 to 11, let, let, let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation 
and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass, its flowers falls, and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. In other words, God will lift you to a high position at the right time, and he'll humble you when you need humbling. But in whatever place you find yourself in, give God the praise. Why? Because he always knows exactly what we need and when we need it. For example, God exalted Paul to the position of an apostle and gave him dreams and visions and wisdom. But then he also gave Paul a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. You see, God always has our best in mind, and he'll do whatever is necessary to make us more like Jesus every day. And he'll keep doing that until the day that Christ returns. Now, God wants all of us to pass the test. He wants us to overcome the trial, not only so that he can reward us for passing, but more importantly, so that we'll learn to love him more and to learn to trust him to a greater degree and to develop Christ likeness in us. And so my advice is that instead of complaining and grumbling, let him do his work in you. And that's why James advises us to consider our trials to be joy. You see, God has a plan. He has a reason. He has a goal for the trial. So let him do his work. And you do yours. Thanks for listening. Join me again next week. And why don't you help me to get the word out about this podcast by sending it to somebody else you know who might need to hear this word.